I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Let's get stuck into our rapid review for Round 19. Cracking weekend of footy. A couple of lowlights, unfortunately, that dominated towards the back end, but was a really good weekend of footy. Let's get stuck into it. The first game, the Brisbane Broncos, 36 over the Parramatta Eels, 14. I uh, really enjoyed this game. Thought um, Parramatta started well, and considering they started well, they were at home. I thought that they should have done better uh, than what they did, to be honest with you. Parramatta, a little bit disappointing in that game. Uh, I know Brisbane are a good side. I understand that. Um, you know, it was fifth versus six, so fifth should beat six on paper. But I just think at home, full strength, the Parramatta Eels, I did think they'd be better than what they were, to be honest with you. When you, when you consider how they started as well, um, I'm a little bit disappointed in the Parramatta Eels. Once again, it is fifth versus sixth. Uh, so maybe that's the way the result should go. But I thought Parramatta at home, especially at Combank, being the home ground that it is, I thought they would do a lot better uh, than what they did. Uh, Brisbane... It's not like I'm sitting here going, oh, fuck, that was a good performance by Brisbane. Like, this is just who Brisbane are. This is, I've acclimatized to who the Brisbane Broncos are and how they perform week in, week out. So for me, this isn't a huge shock. This isn't a let's give the Brisbane Broncos a heap of praise because they've come from the spoon last year to get to where they are. I know who they are. I know they're as good as what they are. Uh, They don't have to prove that to me anymore. Whereas I feel like Parramatta, I'm still waiting for them to show me that I can actually trust them come finals time. I know that everyone keeps telling me, oh, Come finals, they'll be okay. It's only three or four weeks, but... I mean, they haven't been able to pull together a good three or four weeks the entire season. And then when you get to the biggest games of the season against the best teams, I just don't know if I can trust Parramatta can do it. And at the moment, I don't, to be honest with you. So uh, Parramatta to score 14 points, concede 36. Uh, pretty disappointing, to be perfectly honest with you. There, there was a couple of good little highlights from the Parramatta Eels, but just as a high... And you know what? There was a lot of blown opportunities as well. Sean Lane and the boys on the left edge kind of fucked up a couple of them. Uh, but... Yeah, I don't know. I'm disappointed in Parramatta. I thought that the Brisbane Broncos were great. I thought Adam Reynolds was sensational. As per usual, and I did think, you know, with I think it was with 26 minutes to go, Parramatta were only down by 16. They were in this game. They could have staged to come back, uh, weren't able to do it. So credit to the Brisbane Broncos. I did think probably one talking point out of this game, I'm not quite sure how 
that try that Adam Reynolds did score off Katoni Staggs knocking the ball out of Gutho, I thought um, that that was pretty average. I thought it was a knock-on, to be honest with you. As much as I was t- glad to take a uh, try assist on Supercoach by some form of fucking miracle to Katoni Staggs for that, uh, I did think it was a knock-on. Just touching on some other things, too. I've seen Gutho getting really heavily criticised over the last two or three days, and I, I think it's a little bit unwarranted, to be honest with you. He didn't have his best game, but... I mean, if you think that you can find a better fullback, better value-wise than Gutho and a guy that at least puts in more effort than anyone else, I don't know about it. Uh, wasn't his best game, don't get me wrong. Hasn't been his greatest season, Gutho. Uh, but yeah, I think that the negativity that he's been getting is a little bit over the top. And Jacob Arthur, look, would I pick him in this team? No, I wouldn't. Uh, but for Parramatta fans to stand there and boo this 19-year-old uh, getting picked in this side, I just think it is absolute dog shit form from Parramatta fans. I think that they need to be better than this. As I said, I wouldn't pick him either, but be respectful. Yeah, the, the kid can play. He might not be an absolute superstar, but the kid can play. And if something happens that you lose Dylan Brown or Mitch Moses over the next year or two, which anything can happen in rugby league, all of a sudden you'll be pretty stoked um, that Jacob Arthur has had some experience in first grade. So Trim Parramatta fans, they will keep backing him in whether they want him there or not. You're not the fucking coach. Let the coach coach. Um, and obviously he is his son and there's a lot of pushback from that argument. But just give J- Jacob Arthur time. It's been a lot of hard over the years that I've thought, oh, they're probably not cut from the cloth that they need to be to make it in the NRL, and then all of a sudden they do. So just stick with Jacob Arthur. Be positive. No need to boo him. Don't carry on like a dickhead. All right, the next game, St. George Illawarra 20 over the Manly Seagulls 6. Manly, awful. Awful. I was very, very disappointed with the Manly Seagulls. I couldn't believe... I I thought that jersey looked unreal. That was one of the best jerseys I've seen in a long time. Loved it. Unfortunately, the Manly Seagulls and new jerseys, it just doesn't seem to work this year, are they? just seem to shit the bed every time they try something new. They were awful, but they were never out of this game as well, which is what fills me with confidence uh, with the Manly Seagulls. They played so poorly, and I thought St. George played pretty damn well. Um, and Manly, that, that they were just always hanging in there. So I'm not overly concerned about Manly moving forward. I still think that they will sneak into the eight. I didn't think they would sneak into the eight when Turbo went down. Uh, but I still think they will. I think they've got a pretty good draw on the run home. Interesting with Joshy Schuster, we obviously had a couple of guys ruled out. Andrew Davey with COVID. Uh, then Ben Travojevic, he was next man up instead of Josh Schuster. So it looks like Schuster is the third choice back rower on the left edge now, which is just crazy. Makes me wonder what the future of Josh Schuster at the Manly Seagulls looks like realistically. They debuted KO Weeks the other day as well. Um, they might have Nace Finu back over the next few weeks and for the future. So you might see Lachlan Croker become a bench hooker. You might see him shift into the halves eventually. I don't know how it's all going to work out, but I don't know. There seems to be a little bit of uh, red flag surrounding Josh Schuster and his future at the Manly Seagulls. I mean, it doesn't quite make sense. Maybe he's carrying an injury. Maybe he's unfit. I don't know what it is, but if fitness is the issue... Play him in reserve grade for big minutes. Get him ready for first grade. I don't understand why they're letting him sit on the bench for 60 minutes every week. He got an opportunity last week, and you could see that Foz didn't overly trust him. He was cutting him out every time he got the ball. I still think he is sort of overplaying his hand a little bit, Josh Schuster, as well. Uh, So, yeah, an interesting little case study to watch there. But the Manly Seagulls... Didn't play well, didn't have much go their way in that game. Just one of those disappointing games when you're playing in the wet like that away. I uh, can get away from you. But they still are only down by, you know, 
four, 14 points at the end of the game, but until Jack Bird threw the last pass for the try, it was very close until then. Uh, just on Jack Bird, what a mixed bag that was. and inc- Some incredible things he did, but then just some absolute bonehead things at the same time. So talented, Jack Bird. But, uh, yeah, sometimes another guy that can really overplay his hand and did a few times the other night. But when they got to the back end of the season, uh, back end of the game, he stood up with a couple of really good plays there, Jack Bird. Shout out to Ben Hunt. We've spoken about him a lot the last few weeks. What a performance from him. He is probably the form player in this competition right now. The St. George Illawarra Dragons, they are nothing without Benny Hunt. Uh, an incredible footballer, another great performance. Backing up after Origin a couple of weeks ago where he had his huge moment. Great to see Ben Hunt doing what he's doing, and I think he would have to be right up there uh, in the chase for the Dalian medal. And personally, I hope he gets it. I really do. Uh, a must-win game there for the St. George Illawarra Dragons. I sort of said in the preview that if they lost that, I was putting the red sharpie through them as far as finals contentions go. Uh, that would have allowed Manly in eighth place to get, I think, three wins ahead of them, which I think would have made it mission impossible. So what under the Dragons, a huge win there. Missing a couple of trips as well. Obviously, Moses Sully's been one of their strike centers all season out until what looks like uh, the finals. So what under the Dragons, a big win there. Let's move to Super Saturday. Oh, no, still Friday night. The Roosters, 42 over the Newcastle Knights, 12. Um, 30-point win to the Roosters. Probably should have been a 50- or 60-point win. I thought they were so much better than the Knights. It wasn't even funny. The Knights are in serious curry. KP, he went off early with another HIA. He did not come back. Uh, you've got to start to wonder, and I know there's been whispers around it already, but you've got to start to wonder if they maybe just pull the plug on KP's season and just take care of KP and his welfare because it is getting a little bit scary with KP. I think that's three times he's been ruled out with a HIA in the last six weeks or something. So uh, it's getting a little bit worrying with KP and considering he is the future of this franchise. Let's be fucking honest here. 2022, they're not going anywhere fast in Newcastle Knights. I think they pulled the plug on the KP season and get him ready for next year. Uh, well, we saw Lachlan Fitzgibbon get injured as well. We wish him all the very best. It'll see Mitch Barnett shift out into that edge, and then we'll see Kurt Mann play 13 for the next few weeks. Um, Gagai Sinbin in this one as well uh, for descent. I'm not exactly sure what was said. Um, I haven't heard the footage yet, so I won't go too heavy on that because I don't have exact context of what was said. But if it was descent, it was directed at the referee. Um, very disappointing from Dane Gagai, who's a true leader in our game. Pretty shit form there. But I uh, don't know exactly what was said, so we'll wait until we get the actual audio of that. Newcastle Knights missed 42 tackles. I think there was only two players in their their team that didn't miss a tackle. One of them, of course, David Clemmer, who was solid again. Uh, For the Roosters, very impressive. Sam Walker looks like he was given the keys to drive the car, and he was sensational. It's almost becoming a case of less is more when it comes to Radley and Keary. James Tedesco was absolutely everywhere. He was phenomenal. There's that try that he scores where he goes, so the try that he set up for Suwali where he goes tram line to tram line. Not many guys in this competition. In fact, I would say he's probably the only one in this competition uh, that would produce something like that, especially coming off an Origin Series where he's absolutely exhausted. 300 plus metres. I think he's got a try, a couple of try assists. He was unbelievable, James Tedesco. But yeah, that spine. I think with Sam Walker leading it and Radley and Keary just chiming in here and there, uh, less is more with those two at the moment. And they've just got to work out with Teddy. He just he's running around like a chook with his head cut off. Uh, it's just going to be interesting to see how they gel. Yes, a good win. They look great. It was against the Newcastle Knights who were going like an absolute busted at the moment, though. Really keen to see how this spine shapes up over the next few weeks against top-tier talent. 
Raiders, 26 over the Warriors, 14. The Warriors with a really strong start. Murchie and Assey scored in the first 10 minutes. Sort of felt like there was a bit of an upset on the cards here. 14-0 at halftime. The Raiders were disgraceful in the first half. They were just all over the place. Jack White had an absolute Barry Crocker. Came out in the second half, and he was great. A couple of good runs. A huge 40-20 that really turned the momentum of this game. Jeez, you can slap them when he hits them. Um, Starling, I thought he had a really good impact on this game as well. I think he played 49 or 50 minutes around that mark. I think you might start to see it turn the way of Josh Starling once again over young Zach Wolford towards the back end of the season. Um, CHN, when he came on, wow unbelievable. He was so impressive. I cannot believe he's not in first grade each and every week. It is just wild. Scored two, was unlucky not to score a third. Uh, I think he got Ricky Stewart out of his chair at one point and he tore his calves celebrating one of his tries. So, CHN, he has to be in first grade. He's too good not to be. I thought Fogarty, probably uh, probably his best game for the club, um, just off the, off the dome. I thought he was really good, controlled the game well uh, and, and just played his role well. Jamal Fogarty He's doing well for them. You can see, I thought there was a world where maybe a Schneider or one of the other boys could maybe hold him out, but he's showing what he's worth at the moment. So a good win from the Raiders, uh, one that they just simply couldn't let slip. They almost did, but they managed to get themselves back into it. 26-0 in the second half. So a good knock there by the Canberra Raiders. Warriors started well, just weren't able to go on with it, which was disappointing. Uh, But yeah, I think the Warriors, they return back to New Zealand next week. So that'll be another exciting week for them, and hopefully they can pick up a W there. All right, 5.30 game, Penrith, 20 over the Sharks, 10. Very similar to the first game. The Sharky started very quickly, tries to Tracy and Moylan within the first 15 minutes or so. Fuck, Connor Tracy's underrated. I feel like I say it every single week, and then I feel like everyone I talk to says it all the time as well. Uh, and look, the Sharkies, I in my preview, I said that I thought this would be a bit of a statement game for the Sharkies. I said I, th- I think they'll go really close. I don't think they'll win. I think Penrith will go 1-12, to 12, and it's sort of played out as I expected. But I'll tell you what, the Sharkies, 10-0 at halftime, uh, which was the tough thing. They played so well. They were so dominant in the first half. And then you look up and you're only up by two points at Penrith. I mean, just crazy how good this Penrith side is. They did enough to get it done, Penrith. But I think the Cronulla Sharks, they'll come away from this game thinking we didn't stick to our game plan the entire game. We went head-to-head with them for the first 40 minutes. We held our own. And then we sort of went away from our game a little bit. We started playing catch-up footy all of a sudden. you got to remember that Jerome Lua, he scores in the 77th minute um, to take it from 14-10 to 20-10. So the Sharkies, they were well and truly in this game, well and truly in it, especially at Penrith. I mean, if you're going to have to beat them in a big game later this year, you'd like to think it won't be at that stadium. Week one or two it might be, but then you'd like to think uh, that it will be out at Homebush. So Cronulla, a lot to take away from it, uh, plenty of positives. Uh, but yeah, I think they'll be disappointed that they moved away from their game plan and they got a little bit... Uh, flamboyant towards the back end, and it did cost them in the rain. Obviously, the big talking point out of this one, two tackles, Dale Finucane. Uh I thought it was a head clash, to be honest with you. I really did. Um, I didn't really have an issue with it not being penalised at the time. It looked a bit rough, but the more that you watched it, the more I thought, oh, I think it is just a head clash. Stephen Crichton had to go off the field, which was unfortunate, but sometimes that's just part of rugby league. But then to wake up the next day and see that he's potentially got a two- to three-week suspension, uh, I don't know. It just doesn't quite make sense to me. I don't know how you can't get a penalty in that moment when you've got X amount of replays and they had so long to look at it. 
but then they decide that it's worthy of a two to three week suspension. I just it doesn't quite add up to me. I don't know. I'm looking forward to talking uh, to Denon and Timmy about it on Bloke in a Bar today. Uh, and then you had the Villiami kick out shoulder charge, pretty blatant in my opinion. I'm not sure how this one was missed. I think this one definitely should have been a penalty as well. Uh, Abby Curacao, I thought he was fantastic, a really good performance in this game as well as per usual. All right, South Sydney 24 over the Melbourne Storm 12, the late game on Saturday night. Um, Yeah, Melbourne, we dropped a podcast on them this morning talking about how they've lost four games in a row now. Back in 2012, they lost five games in a row. Craig Melby thought he lost the change room and one of his players stood up and sort of said, hey, pull your head in and take control. They won their next eight games in a row, including the grand finals. Go and have a listen to that podcast. Really good, really good uh, discussion there. And um, I actually just read out an article from Rugby League Week in 2012 explaining that whole story. Pretty wild. But the Storm, they find themselves in a similar rut. Um, I also talk about the team there, so I won't go too in-depth on the Melbourne Storm. But Colin Tungy scores the, the first try off. Some of the worst Melbourne Storm defense I think I've ever seen. Go back and watch it. You've got... Wingers and centers just retreating almost into their in goals. It was crazy watching what they were doing. Um, Hughes, 23rd minute, kicks a 40-20. You think, okay, here we go. Title start to change. They'll start to turn the gears here. Nothing comes of it. Fuck all. Um, And then all of a sudden, next set, you've got Latrell putting AJ over. Uh, It just, Melbourne, they just aren't the same team at the moment. They really aren't. Um, and, you know, just going into halftime, you got Marion Seve who scores a try off a scrum from 60 metres out. Very, very soft try, which keeps them relevant. All of a sudden, it's 10-6. And the South Sydney Rabbitohs were the better team by a fair whack, in my opinion. Uh, and then we come back out in the second half. You think, okay, Melbourne, they're three losses in a row. They just played awfully. They're only down by four. They'll turn this around now. And Latrell um, hits a flick past AJ with a fantastic put down in the wet. This whole play was a cracking try. And once again, you're just sitting there going, fuck, what's this Melbourne Storm team doing here? What is going on here? They just, they're just not in the contest at the moment. Ilias scored uh, a couple of minutes later. And shout out to Lachlan Ilias. Uh, He obviously got hooked a number of weeks ago against the Dragons. I was just having a look at some numbers. So leading up to that hooking, uh, he was averaging 3.8 missed tackles per game. Uh, since then, he's averaged 2.2. Uh, he missed 20 tackles in the four weeks leading up to the hooking. He's missed seven in the four games since. Uh, so well done to Lachlan Elias. He's really stood up. He's really taken it all on board. He hasn't, you know, sulked and kicked stones and had a tantrum. He's gone away. He's worked on his game and he's come back. And defensively, he's, he's been a lot better. Uh, and in attack, he's been great as well. A couple of tries assists. I think he scored two weeks in a row now as well. So well done to Ilias. Uh, uh, what about when there was the turnover and South Sydney got the ball and, and Latrell kicked for AJ um, and then he kicked in the in goals and only just missed it? This is a change that I'd love to see in our game. I love the idea that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When there's a knock on and it's a turnover, and to be honest with you, I can't even remember if it was a turnover. I'm pretty sure it was. but I, And I think they do it in the Super League. So you, you guys that watch the Super League, mistake me if I'm wrong. 
But I would love to see when there's an error in the in the NRL and the opposition team picks it up, I'd love to see a free play. I think it's so exciting when you're given a free play. If you don't score off it, the ball gets taken back um, to where the original knock-on was, and then they get the ball from there. Or they get a free play wherever they get tackled or whatever, play on from that point. You can either do it like that, or if they don't score on that play, you bring it back to the original error. I just think it would add a really exciting factor to the game. And I think it would also put a lot, a lot more emphasis on teams and their ball security as well, which I think is becoming more and more of an issue in the ruck and, and and just in general. But yeah, South Sydney, really good win there. Melbourne Storm, they are in a little bit of curry. I think they've got a pretty soft draw the next two weeks against the Warriors and maybe the Titans. So hopefully they can turn it around there. But as I said, more in-depth chat on the Melbourne Storm in my podcast that dropped earlier today. All right, the Canterbury Bulldogs knocked over the Gold Coast Titans on Sunday afternoon. Uh, I sort of thought this game was going to be a little bit of a flopperella. I really enjoyed it. This is probably one of the games I enjoyed the most this weekend, to be honest with you. 36 points to 26, the Bulldogs over the Gold Coast Titans. Josh Adokar, um, five-star performance. He was great. Three tries. I think he scored two off intercepts. There was one that he took from dummy half that I know people are absolutely spitting chips about personally. I think if you go and have a look at the rule book, I think the rule is that once the ball is rolled backwards, uh, you're allowed to go from there. Now, I feel like sometimes with officiating, there's a vibe that the rule is that it's when the dummy half picks it up. But I think if you go read the rule book, it actually isn't. But I do feel sorry for Titans fans on this one. The eye test sort of said, oh, he probably is offside. And most of the time it's called offside. Technically, I think they were right. It's just that consistency that we want. I thought Jeremy Marshall King was unbelievable, scored a great try himself. His deception was sensational. Then put Matty Burton over for another one. Burton, two tries. What a performance. A guy that I'm sort of looking at for Supercoach this week. I love watching this guy play. He is just... I don't know. We haven't really seen a guy like Burton before. I know that yesterday Blocker sort of said, oh, he reminds him of like Daly and Freddie. And I understand that. But just his body shape... We haven't really seen he's like he's almost the same body shape as like a, a Stephen Larkham to jump over to rugby union. Love watching him play. Love what he does uh, for the Gold Coast Titans. Um, scored twenty six points. Never really felt like they were in this one. To be perfectly honest with you, uh, Jojo Fafita. He's going to be a serious find. I mean, he scored a try at the back end, which was good, but. There was also a chase that he did on Josh Adokar, and he really showed you how quick he was in that moment. Uh, Fafita scored off a kick from Toby Sexton, who, by the way, if this team didn't have Toby Sexton's short kicking game, I have got no idea where they would be. I think they're sitting last at the moment. If you take out his short kicking game, fuck, they would be in absolute all sorts. Second last the Titans are. Apologies, guys. Uh, but I thought Toby Sexton, his short kicking game this year has been second to none. If you just take in that one part of his game, he's one of the best in the league, honestly. He's incredible. Keep an eye on his short kicking game. I think he's got a heap of force dropouts this year, a heap of tries off it. Very, very impressive. You obviously had uh, the young fullback return, Campbell. He was very, very impressive as well. Uh, I think he's got to get straight back into this team and play 80 minutes. I think it's their only hope of winning games for the back end of the season. I thought Tino, for the age he's at, the way that he's handling this whole situation surrounding Origin, the crowd going in on him, the post-match press conference at the age he's at, I've just got so much respect for Tino and the way that he handles himself uh, in a lot of ways. I know a lot of Canterbury fans went in on him yesterday, but 
honestly, in a state of origin fight, you're not going to stand back and just watch your mate. Anyone would have done the exact same thing in Tino's situation and grabbed the player and pulled them out of it. I don't believe he held Matt, Matt Burton so that Burton could get punched. I think that was a bit of a narrative that was taken um, out of context realistically. Uh, but yeah, the Gold Coast Titans, disappointing. Canterbury, good little win. And, and it looks like Canterbury's really building to something uh, for next season. All right, Cowboys versus Tigers. Cowboys obviously winning this one on the last play. I'm not going to talk too much about uh, the last play. We dropped a podcast on it this morning. If you'd like to hear my thoughts on that, go and have a listen to it. I do think it was bullshit. I think it was very unfair on the Tigers. But we'll focus on the game. Deedon scores first. Good little play by Malolo and Reese Robson. Um, Brooksy then throws a brilliant ball to Brent Nade. Did some really good things yesterday, Brooksy. Uh, but still, that, that, that pass that he threw just behind a shoulder that bounced up uh, to, to Nanai, who had a sensation game. Game as well. It's those little things that can just be so costly and can turn a good game in, into a game that you really struggle to complement all of a sudden. Um, yeah, look, I, I thought the Tigers were good. I gave them next to no hope in this game, to be perfectly honest with you, and they were the better team. Uh, I thought they'd lose this one by... I honestly thought it could have been a 40 or 50 point loss uh, for the Tigers yesterday. So well done to them. Uh, well done to Benny Gardner as well. He stepped in to coach that side. Uh, champion fella from what I've gathered. It's good to see him. Well, I was going to say get a win. Almost get a win. Get as close as you possibly can to a win in the NRL. Feel very sorry for him in that moment. A couple of things. I felt sorry for Ken Mamalo. Uh, he, he had pretty, I thought it was reasonably obvious, contact to the head. No penalty. But he had to go off for a HIA. Didn't really quite make sense. And then later in the game, he puts a shot on Tom Din. Contact to the head once again. Fair enough. Uh, Din doesn't have to go off for a HIA, and he has to go to the bin. Uh, just a, just a bit rough on them there, I thought. One of those things in rugby league, but pretty tough on them. Uh, I thought that the Tigers did incredibly well whilst there was a sim bidding to hang in that game. Uh, and yeah, definitely deserve better than what they got at the back end. I thought Dane Laurie was sensational. Love watching this kid play. Some of those kick returns and, you know, it, 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 we should be talking about how Dane Laurie set up the match-winning try in this game. Unfortunately, it hasn't even got a mention, but I thought, you know, second-year syndrome in a bottom four team, it's a thing and it's very tough to overcome. I think that Dane Laurie has obviously had his moments where he's been a little bit down this year or his performances have been a little bit low. But yesterday, I thought he was probably the best player on the field, Dane Laurie. I thought he was incredible for the West Tigers. I don't really like Tyrone Peachy playing hooker. I don't understand. I've got so many fucking hookers in this club and they've got guys playing out of position. I just think they'd be better off with playing Brooksy at nine or something and moving Jacko into the seven jersey. I just don't. I don't like Peachy at nine. It's just not working for me. Um, yeah, I thought that Adam Dewey was good as well. Uh, came up with the offload at the back end to put uh, Dane Laurie through, through that hole that he threw it to Stafford Toa. Look, Tigers, good performance. Uh, they deserve better than what they've got. Devastating stuff. Uh, Valentine Holmes, we ended up captaining him in Supercoach, and thank God we did. What a performance from him. I think he got 119 or something. Uh, but, yeah, he's an incredible player, Val, and we're very, very stoked to have him on our team. Nanai came up with some very, very good things. Just He can just do shit that other people can't. He's an absolute freak. Um, yeah, look, it's hard to really talk about this game without talking about the last one second, essentially, which went for a fucking eternity. Uh, but we'll leave it there on that game. Cowboys, they 
they get a win. Credit to them. Get the Ws. Get the two points. However you can get them. But the Tigers, I do feel very, very sorry for them. Go listen to the podcast that I dropped earlier this morning if you'd like to get my full live reaction to how that game played out. I think the Tigers very unlucky, and I think that uh, Tigers fans, you definitely have reason to feel upset. That'll be our round nineteen rapid review, guys. Thank you for joining us once again. We will be jumping on the Bloke in a Bar podcast this afternoon for a deep review of round nineteen. Really looking forward to bringing that one to you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 